Buff Nation. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake and RK. We finally have the sun back in our lives, right? Yeah. It's How nice. about I that? Just go sit out there and just like soak up some. Which vitamin is that? D? D, yes. Yeah. I saw yesterday on Twitter that uh, Denver went like 130 some hours without, without the sun. sun. Oh yeah. my God. Going back to like last Tuesday. It's trying to explain to people that aren't like, haven't lived their whole life here. Like that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, it's been a big deal. But we've got a pretty fun show, I'd say. We have a kickoff time for week one. <sighs> we'll get into it, Ryan. Uh, we'll get into it. Um, the ACC has anointed a magnificent seven. We'll talk about exactly okay. what that means. Uh, I was wondering, like, I haven't. Have you seen the Magnificent Seven? Isn't is that the Quentin Tarantino movie? I think so. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, I haven't either. I was just like wondering. I I feel like it would be very like college football conferencing to like anoint the Magnificent Seven and then someone to be like, uh, they all die at the end of that movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, we also have Nebraska fans losing their minds over uh, Dylan Rail. We'll get into that. I told you those tears would be tasty. And then we'll do our My Guys Part 2 draft. But we start with Fox picking CU at TCU for week one's Big Noon Saturday. Yay! Um, I mean, we're going to get the location sets. Um, I'm sure we're going to get Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson on the call. Yep. It's all good. But it's at noon. What the hell, dude? Yeah, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Okay, so we're there. It's better. So when I first read it, 10 a.m. out, and I'm like, damn. 11 a.m. local, slightly better. Mm -hmm. Slightly better. Uh, but come on. Yeah. Come on. This is a night game. I know. It's rough. It's really rough. But maybe would you trade away, though, noon TCU kickoff for... Six o'clock Eastern Nebraska kickoff. So I have to choose ones in the morning and ones at night. But I'm just saying you might get like a better one. You don't have to choose, but okay. It's because if I had to choose one to be the night game, I would definitely choose Nebraska. Well, it looks like we. I mean, we haven't heard from ESPN yet. Yep. But it feels like yeah, it could be a really good chance for game day. People, a lot of people have pointed out Alabama, Texas is that weekend. Mm -hmm. They got game day last year for that, yep. so I, they could say, "Well, it's at a new location. We'll do game day again." But I have a really good Isn't feeling it about in Alabama though. They go there like five times a year. Feels like it, yeah. So they do know. like I don't know. Usually later in the season is when they like to like experiment a little. But right, it feels like an easy one. Historic rivalry. Mm -hmm. Two new coaches with big profiles, one with a much bigger one, but um, it it feels good for game day. I just want that to be a, a, an evening to night game. Yeah. Um, so people are already asking, are we going to tailgate in Texas at 7 a.m.? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, honestly, like, I'm not worried about Saturday as much as I am Friday night. Right. You know, that's exactly. where the Friday night took the real hit here. Uh, we will make sure Saturday pops off and look, it's the first game of the season. Like we can't get there early enough. Right. Um, so yes, we're going to tailgate in Texas. We actually, I hate to make promises, so I won't put an actual date on this. We are going to announce the whole plan for TCU very soon. Yes. Uh, had a whole meeting about it yesterday. Um, we have some really, really cool stuff planned. So if you're you're waiting to make plans for your, yourself, 
wait a little bit longer. Yep. Because we're gonna roll out a huge plan very soon. Yep. People are mentioning the weather. Maybe it's better for the weather earlier in the day. I know it'll kind of be in the dead middle of the day once the game is ending, but at least you're not out there tailgating in that all day, I guess. That is true. Tailgate should be a nice, like, cool, cool morning. Right. Um, also, it is at TCU. I've seen people throw out Cowboy Stadium. It's at TCU. I'm not as familiar with um, the Texas heat in September. I bet it's I bet it's hot, though. Get ready, bro. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> oh, man. Those, those games actually kind of suck when it's chilly in the morning, and then by the end of the game when you're, like, coming down from your drunk and hungry... <laughs> right. And now it's like 95 degrees and you're just sweating out all of everything you had inside of you. Yeah, and you're going to bed at like 730. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have to do a post game show after. I think uh, get to do a post game show. I should say. We'll have it in us. I think we'll be OK. We'll persevere. Yep. Post game um, shows are going to dramatically alter my consumption during games. <laughs> yeah. Going to have to play it. Play it smart. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, bro. exactly. Of uh, some other news, former Houston offensive lineman. I will say this: this does open up the opportunity for us to do like a something on Saturday night. Right. You know that w- I had never considered that before. I'm like, okay, we'll do something Friday night, Saturday for, before the game, and then the game. But like, we could do a live post game show somewhere, yep. or a, like a meetup. You know, everyone goes home after the game, freshens up, takes a nap, and then we do something cool Saturday night. People are already warning us for the heat. That we're going to face in September in Texas. I call it the devil's front porch. <laughs> <laughs> Former Houston offensive lineman Trevante Sylvester. Remember him? I do. Came and visited. Committed to Cal. Yes. He's decommitted from Cal. Did he realize that they lost to the 1-11 and <laughs> buffs? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I feel like that's not the first decommittal from Cal we've seen. Also, Montana on Instagram yesterday was at Cal wearing uniform. Where, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That would be... An upset? A really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, okay. We'll see. We'll see where Trevante Sylvester goes. Uh, Cameron Johnson, who committed to Missouri, is already telling him to kind of join up with him and Niles Gaddy and all those guys at Missouri. Okay. We'll see, though. I will say I saw someone on Twitter teasing a commitment last night. So. Who? Uh, I can't remember what account it was. Someone was, someone was saying, like, something's coming soon. So it could have been him. could have been Alton McCaskill. I haven't heard anything on Alton McCaskill. I saw it. He posted, like, some pictures and stuff on his Instagram. Yep. Um, That's it. He was now at, we wait. He was at the Overlook. Mm-hmm. So, yep, we wait indeed. We'll a, find A out. new, different Oregon State fan in the comments. Oh, who? Clint. <laughs> Where's Connor? <laughs> Connor's spreading the word. He's like, you guys got to watch the show. It has nothing to do with Oregon State, but it is good. Connor, our guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, every eight shows they mention Oregon State, but you know. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. It's basically right. us watching Sports Center when we were kids. Like, exactly. Please talk about my teams. Please talk right. about my teams. <laughs> For like 20 seconds, you see the logo on screen, get super excited, yep. and then yep. that's it. See your team come across the bottom line. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about this magnificent seven. Brett McMurphy put out this tweet yesterday, just as we finished the show. He says, Clemson, FSU, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and VT, Virginia Tech, are the magnificent seven ACC schools, sources told Action Network HQ. These schools at Ross Dellinger reported 
have met in the past several months with lawyers examining the grant of rights to determine just how unbreakable it is. The ACC's deal runs through 2036. 2036. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is interesting for sure, but what what are they going to do? I I mean, try to get out and break away, I guess, together. And so they're their own conference now, a seven-team conference? Because like, I don't know if anyone out there has room to just absorb seven right now. That It's hard to absorb seven, but, I mean, we've talked about this. We're kind of trending that way to having 20, 25-team conferences. Yes. But what about a Pac-12? Exactly. That's where I want to go. Magnificent Seven Alliance with a ACC, ACC? Magnificent Seven. The APAC, our or, dream. Or what's the what's the other one? There's an eight. Tiff? Uh, <laughs> hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. There it is. <laughs> Wait, I think that's the Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> I, are they not related? I don't. I don't know. No, they are. Okay. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, okay. Is is the Magnificent Seven also? Oh, oh, we're wrong. <laughs> okay. And the ACCs are remaking it again. So you take the hateful eight from the Pac-12, the magnificent seven uh, from the ACC, and now you have the magnificently hateful 15. 15. <laughs> um, who knows? But we kind of threw out the idea of the APAC. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe this would be cool. But now it's almost like, wait, this is impossible. It's a geographic nightmare. Let's start it is. there. Yes. Um, but it's just starting to matter a lot less in conference realignment. Like in the original conference realignment question, uh, conversations, that's all that anyone talked about. Like, right. well, how could you put this team in that conference? It's too far to travel. Mm-hmm. Now, like they'll put... Freaking Hawaii and the ACC. Right, yeah. They don't <laughs> care. <laughs> they do not care anymore. They're like, um, actually, if you fly the other way, it's faster. <laughs> people are finally noticing I'm not wearing a hat today. Ah, there you <laughs> go. But uh, this grant of rights, man, running through 2036, I mean, it's no wonder why all these schools kind of want out at this point. Yeah. Because that is like a death sentence almost to... Your conference and just the schools in it, they're not going to be making any money in five years compared to what all these SEC and Big Ten schools are making. DCB said Ocean's 15. Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean. Oh, I love it. That's fire. Let's go. That is fire. Um, But yeah, APAC not dead. Definitely not dead. Uh, On the back of that, Brandon Marcello of 247 Sports literally just published this article like, 30 minutes ago, um, but was talking about the Pac-12 and the media deal. Again, we don't really know what's going on uh, just because it's quiet. He did say ESPN remains a possibility for Tier 1 rights. Uh, Apple and NBC Universal, Peacock being involved. Peacock just gobbled up an NFL playoff game. Uh, Stuart Mandel actually had a tweet kind of teasing Pac-12 and Peacock's relationship yesterday. Okay. I've become Um, familiar with it, watching the Premier League. There you go. He just continues saying, like, no one really knows what's going on. I mean, obviously, they don't want to take less, but everyone's been really quiet. But interestingly enough, he went into the four corner schools, which is Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah. The four deflectors, as they're being called by some to the Big 12. Oh. um, And kind of went in and saw exactly what their ADs have been saying or their presidents have been saying about this. So Arizona's president said, 
Um, they're committed to the Pac-12, but they're heavily dependent on Kolovkov and his t- team negotiating a good media deal for us to stay competitive. Yep. Utah, um, their president has been pretty adamant that they're not leaving. He said in March that he thinks they're in a good spot. they got a ways to go, uh, but they have some solidari- solidarity with the remaining schools. Colorado, Rick George has said like literally nothing except for that when he quote tweeted that one guy <laughs> and just banished him into the shadow realm. Yep. Um, we were at never heard from again. Yeah, we were at practice one day. Rick George was watching, walked out, saw us, and was like, "Oh, hey, blah blah." I don't have anything to say after the media deal. So there's your inside info. Wow, that's about it. Uh, Arizona <clears throat> State is frustrated because this has been challenging and frustrating. We've been forced, like everyone else, unfortunately, to let this thing play out. We're not directly in the driver's seat. Um, so that's where we stand right now. So nowhere. We're still nowhere. Yeah. Um, but I think in this 247 Sports article, let me try and find it. Big 12 leadership expects developments in the Pac-12 within 45 to 60 days. So who knows? <laughs> okay. Take that with a grain of salt. We will wait, I guess. That's our only option. Someone's Dougie Fresh said, in Fort Worth, there are no cool mornings in September. It gets hot in June and stays hot until the end of November. Oh, come on. <laughs> Be ready, man. Well, you don't get like 75 degree mornings. 75 is different there than it's here, too, because it's humid as hell out there. For sure. But like even in Phoenix, it's there's like cool mornings. Right. Like they end very quickly. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but they are there. <laughs> Um, I haven't been in a while, man. I don't know. Yeah. You guys, like, you're missing out on the one of my favorite things in life, which is, like, coffee on the patio in the morning when it's when it's cool in the summer. Mm-hmm. That's, like, whew, that's yep. like my happy place. Oh, yeah. Right after it rains, too. It's even a little more crisp that morning. Yeah. Yep. Uh, someone asked, the noon kickoff is Eastern, so it's 11 local time, 10 Colorado. Yep. Shout out to Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel <laughs> partner. 75 what? days in a row over 100 degrees. <laughs> oh, my God. We really are going to hell's front porch. Yeah, literally. That sounds worse than Phoenix. You put it that way. Does Phoenix have 75 I mean, it, over a hundred. It gets hot as hell there. I know too. But it does. we're gonna need our Manscaped products. <laughs> yeah. We will. We'll, but we'll be rocking our pins and aces gear, right? Yeah. The official it wicks golf. the sweat right off. <laughs> yes. Golf apparel partner of All City and DMVR. Um, they are family owned, and they do business right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, beer sleeves, so much more. Um, they've got a ton of cool stuff. Not just their apparel and shirts, but take a look at their ball markers. Everything they got at pinsandaces.com. And use the code DMVR. You can receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And then shout out to Shador's number two barbecue. It goes good on everything. You guys have been absolutely killing it with the promo code over at plbse.com. It's all city, all caps, all one word. You can get 10% off. Um... We need to do like a Shador's barbecue challenge or something. Just see if it actually is good on everything. 
I can't imagine what it wouldn't be good on. <laughs> All right. Uh, please excuse my ignorance about the uh, Fort Worth, Texas heat. Yeah, it's for real, man. <laughs> how do people live there? I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. Because like I have these questions when I go to Phoenix. And I actually, I don't mind heat. I really mm -hmm. don't. Like, people think I'm crazy, but like, 100 degrees in Phoenix, I'm like, yeah, this, this is hot, but it's, right. I'm not like dying. Um, but it's not humid, like people are saying in the comments. Yep. If it's that hot and that humid? Yeah, man, it's muggy. How? How do you? We uh, you can't even go golfing. No, we just stay inside in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> Try to survive. Hydrate. That's what we I do. believe you guys. Trust me. I just didn't know. Um. All right. Do we want to do the Nebraska fans real quick? You guys are funny. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from message pour, pour board. Me a glass of those tears. Message board geniuses at board geniuses on Twitter. A great follow. And it's an incredible account. Couldn't recommend it enough. We got four of them. This guy Husker Wed. He says, we didn't want him anyway. Too much of a pro-style QB. <laughs> oh, just straight up latched on to the copium. Uh, tall Tail Dragger 99 says, it's not good luck to him. Screw him. Hope the worst for him. Sorry. This is the son of a Nebraska legend. Yes. Not to mention, Nebraska fans like to say that they are like the best fan base, the nicest fan mm -hmm. base, which in person, I've had some good experiences with them, to be honest. But online, they might be the, like, the most vindictive. They are toxic. Yeah. Very toxic. This is from King Kong. Front running coward. <laughs> what does that even mean? Who knows? It means that he, they think he's a coward because he wants to go, to go to a to better Georgia? school. <laughs> Oh, man. Texas Husker. <laughs> this is a great one. Says, we are the fat kid with acne and glasses that got to hang out with the head cheerleader because her dad knew our dad. <laughs> Granted, we are hitting the gym, getting contacts, and using Clearasil, but she's going to prom with the all-star quarterback. <laughs> Maybe our makeover will be further along by the time her cute little sister finishes developing. That's got to be a troll because there's no such thing as a self-aware Nebraska fan. Right. That's well, like that's a Buffs fan. Uh, Texas on their, Huskers. Yeah, exactly. His name. Exactly. There you go. It's a Longhorn. <laughs> Sabotaging. <laughs> that was that was a hell of a read. Um, oh, I saw like Will Compton's crying about it. <laughs> it's just all good stuff. It was a lot yesterday. I had I enjoyed myself going through the Reddit threads, the Twitter yep. threads, everything, yep. and just soaking it all up. Also, like, what what could his dad even say? Dylan Ryle's dad? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm sure his dad wanted him to go to Nebraska. That would be cool for him. Blah, he blah, just blah. committed he's, to fucking Georgia, bro. He's going to the best program in the yes. nation, and, like, their fans think he's going to, like, win four straight national titles. What's funny are the fans that still think that's like, oh, it's all right. He's a His dad's a Nebraska legend. He could always just transfer in. Yep. Yeah. Maybe if he isn't good. Exactly. That's the only <laughs> scenario where yeah. that happens. <laughs> Um. All right. Oh, did you see? Oh, go ahead. One of the worst ones I saw was a national writer. Excuse me for not knowing who it was. Uh, say like, wow, like this was so close. Matt Rule landing Dylan Raiola could have been one of the most transformative commitments in decades. Wow. 
It's like, okay, that's pump of the brakes a little there. That's crazy. Uh, Nebraska fans are just, they live in a different world. Okay, so Clint Moses has now said, go Beavs, go Buffs, and go Aztecs. Just going around the whole... I, th- I think he's... Uh, <laughs> are we sure this isn't Connor in an alt... Uh, Account rooting for the Pac-12, just (laughs) very on brand with Connor. Maybe it's like Connor's best friend or something. Right. Uh, Connor's gonna watch this in a few hours and go, "What the hell, man?" (laughs) It's Uh, only room for one of us. Two more uh, little pieces of news before we get to my guys. Nico Reed committed to Oregon. Yep. Um, I don't have his name, but the Buffs' former cornerbacks coach is the cornerbacks coach there. That's the link. Demetrius Martin? Yes, I believe that's right. Um, but the second year in a row, that's happened. Yeah, uh, for sure. Last time, Henry <laughs> tweeted, like, Buff's got to go after Christian Gonzalez when they see him <laughs> in October. And they did, and he picked him off twice. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe different this time. Is Nico Reed going to have to guard Travis Hunter? Because I'm pretty sure that's the reason why he transferred. Right. <laughs> that's a great fucking point. <laughs> Um, Jawan Johnson is committed to LSU. Congrats yeah, to him. We saw that coming from a mile away. Congratulations to him. Um, um good <laughs> and, and honestly, good for him, dude. Like he grew up an hour away from the stadium and grew up families LSU fans. Like, right. um, we would have loved to have him as a buff, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't blame him at all. I mean, he committed on site during his official visit. Like, yeah, it was kind of we already knew this was coming. Clint says we're great buds. I think Do it's him. Do we believe this? I think it's him. <laughs> but then someone else said Connor vouched for Clint last week. Those air teeth. <laughs> We've got a little uh, chat uh, saga developing here. I'm thinking Connor's just talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Chris McCray says Demi committed to Kentucky. That is the NC State back that visited a few weeks ago. Okay. All right. Come um, on, Alton McCaskill. Let's do my guys. We did this. I can't even remember when we did Long this last. Long time ago. So February. Yeah. So how do you want to do this? So we have our we have our guys. Yes. But a lot has changed since we had our guys, including one of your guys. He's gone. No longer He's here. He's out of there. Um, you, of course, a Michigan guy. So getting mm-hmm. Taylor Upshaw in here, you 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 liked him a lot. Uh, but now you have an opening in your top five. So I guess it's only fair for you to get the first pick here to fill out your top five before we move on to round two okay. of the My Guys draft. Okay. Um, man, I've already got all offense. I feel like I kind of have to go defense here. Let me go a Marion Cooper. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Why? Um, the Lehigh connection with Coach Cheney, the Fort Myers connection with Coach Prime has played three, four years of college, I believe, at a decent level. Former four-star. I mean, I think if Travis is off the field, in my mind, it's O'Marion Cooper who steps in immediately as the next corner. Mm, I love that. There's so many like new guys, new names. It's yeah. just crazy. Do you have a list of these? Uh, you can go to thedmvr.com, go to the Prime Tracker. All right, I Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, can you bring back the last list for one second? I just want to make sure that this guy wasn't already on mine. 
I thought so. I think we did this before he committed, which is great for me because he would have been in my top five. I'm getting him at six here. Demoy Kennedy. Ooh, nice. Wow, we really did this a long time yeah. ago. Then if he wasn't on the roster, I had a feel because I'm pretty sure he committed like a few days or maybe a week later, and I mm. said like, "Oh man, he would have been on my guys." Right. And I've just been sitting on that pick ever since, just waiting. Love that. Um. All right, yeah. Let's get set here. A Marion Cooper. O M A R I O N. A R I O N. Cooper. And then Demoy Kennedy for Ryan. D E M O U Y Kennedy. Oh man, a lot of people throwing out some good uh suggestions in the comments. Hmm. Hmm. This is great, though. We really have, like, 40 more players <laughs> than last I time. know. It's like there's a lot to look through here. Like, you got to look through the guys that have been here for a while, the guys who... Um, I have a guy I want to take, but I think I might get him a little bit later. Oh, is this... Eh, we don't have to snake it. That just, conf that just confuses us. Do we want to snake it, though? We got in trouble uh, with the chat last time. We, we I was we mad because I should have had Jimmy Horn. And well, I then do you want the snake draft here? Um, No, no. Are you well, sure? Yeah. All right. I am going to go with... Shit. Anthony Hankerson. Ooh. Okay. Again, expound, please. Um, I mean, just impressed me last year was probably one of the only players who you could actually say was good last season has already kind of looked the part this year, especially in the spring game. Uh, he, and he's a Florida boy. He just runs hard. I think that uh, Coach Prime really likes him. All right. Good stuff. Oh, man. All right. Um, this one, at least based on the way that this guy was treated in the comments yesterday, um, it's not going to be as popular with the people, mm -hmm. but I I want dogs, and this guy's a dog. Give me Trevor Woods. There you go. Let's go, man. Uh, do we even need to reason Trevor Woods here? Are we all kind of know? Do we all know that he's a dog? He's a dog. He is going to play. I don't know how much because we have no idea what's going to happen in that safety rotation. Right. Um, but all the people who have kind of like yesterday the people who are saying he's not going to play this that and the other thing you're going to end up loving him mm -hmm. you're going to end up loving him um he is an absolute thumper when it comes to laying hits sometimes uh dangerously so <laughs> uh in terms of his eligibility for the rest of the game yep. that being said last year that was a death sentence when it happens that's how important he was to the team literally now you can kind of afford it. You don't right. want to see that. The whole point of the targeting rule is to take those kind of hits out of it. But, man, if he doesn't make receivers think twice before they uh, cut inwards over the middle. So uh, I, want, I want Trev on my squad. All right. Um, I feel like I have to go to the trenches. I haven't represented them well thus far. I do have Tyler Brown. But I'm going to go with another Florida kid, Derek McClendon. The second. Mm. Over uh, Bishop Thomas. 
I it was between the two. Yeah. Bishop is uh definitely up there as a favorite, and I did consider taking him here, but man, Derek McClendon has just proved it in the games on the field for the Seminoles. Um what what did you just learn? I just realized that I haven't picked someone yet that I love. Oh. <laughs> uh the last two years, nine and a half tackles for a loss, seven sacks, um, and also fifty-three total tackles from Derek McClendon. He's been a producer in the ACC, and I think he's going to be a dog here for the Buffs. Love it. Love it. Uh, I can't believe this guy isn't on my team already. I'll slack it to you, Alyssa. Okay. Um, going back-to-back safeties here. Give me Cam someone, Craig. Wait, I thought you did have him. I thought I did, too, but I didn't. Really? Yeah, my team was Shador, Cormani, Jordan Dominic, Shiloh Sanders, Shane Cokes. Wow. What a steal. I know. I know. What a steal. Uh, I actually would have taken it before Trevor Woods if I had realized that before I did it. Dang. You're building, a, you've got Team Headhunter. My team is scary. <laughs> it is scary. Uh, you left Bishop Thomas there for me. Yep. I think I go, uh, <laughs> man, there's a lot of options now. This is fun. I know you can almost <laughs> we could go we another five round rounds. three later this <laughs> yeah. uh, later this summer. Oh man, I've got to go, Jaquez Robinson. Nice, nice. Give me uh, probably the two corners who will be out there if Travis and Cormani aren't out there. I'm betting it's Jaquez, Marion Cooper. Those guys are your top two corners outside of your five star recruits. Man, I just keep coming across people that I can't believe are on the board. <laughs> Give me Jeremiah Brown. Wow. Jeremiah Brown had really impressed me at, at the practices we were able to attend. Yep. Um, so he is really explosive off the edge um, and just kind of one of those guys that's like really about ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I'm um I'm hyped to have him. My final guy then. Um I'm going to go with someone the chat loves. The chat constantly reminds us that he is coming. And he's been committed for a minute and for some reason we managed to forget about him but Xavier Weaver. Yes, that's a good one. I was thinking about him a lot. Um he he might just end up leading the team in receiving yards. For now, sure. that's assuming that Travis doesn't play a, a ton. Obviously, Jimmy is going to factor into it. And I'm sure when I said that, a lot of people said, no way, Jimmy. He had more receiving yards than Jimmy on the same team last year. Right. So, you know, he is more of a possession receiver. He's going to get a lot of touches in the offense. Um, obviously, Jimmy, you know, is going to put up some big plays for sure. Uh, but he's a beast. Yeah. Okay. Final pick. Ryan. Does position matter? I just wanted to have a good spread of players. I yeah. mean, I'm to my biases, though. I've got four cornerbacks <laughs> okay. and eight receivers. So. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm making sure I'm not missing anyone here as I kind of scroll through. But I think I'm going to stack up on another position, which just shows you the depth at this position. We haven't talked about this guy a lot. Make sure there's no one that's going to change my mind here. Nope. We haven't talked about this guy a lot, but the school that he's coming from, mm-hmm. they talk about him a lot, and they love this guy. Um, so I'm going to trust 
the people of the state of Kentucky yep. and put Vito Tisdale Let's on my go. list here. Now I have four safeties <laughs> in my guys. Um, they love this guy. Yeah. The Kentucky fans. They really do. They're still talking about him. I'm getting mentions weekly from people being like, hey, congratulations on getting Vito. He's a dog. You know, he he's so fun to watch. He mm -hmm. makes big plays. Great personality. Um, you know, he got in like a little bit of trouble off the field that kind of people didn't think he deserved to be in as much trouble as he got in. Um, but they love him in Kentucky. So give me Vito. They also love Cavassier Smoke, too. They do. They really love him. And I, we have some weird like overlap with some Kentucky fans like in our Discord who listen to, at least I know, the DMVR draft pod and stuff. And just like what you said, they've shown nothing but love and just saying that Buff Nation's absolutely going to love watching Cavassier Smoke and Vito Tisdale. Technically, you have one more pick to round out 10 of your guys with Taylor Upshaw out. Okay. We can figure out how to do it on the graphic later. Also, a lot of people naming people that are already on our teams. I saw Shane Cokes. He, yes. he was a first round pick, I guess you would say. Um, Dylan Edwards, obviously, uh, was already in there. Jimmy Horn, I'll just re uh, or we can bring it back. So th this was the first one that we did way, way back before apparently Des Moines Kennedy was even a buff. Um, and that's that, that was the first round of picks. So all of those guys were off the board coming into this, except for, I, I guess, Taylor Upshaw also off the board, but gone. Uh, so there you go. This must have been late January because Dominic committed on the 15th and Des Moines Kennedy committed on signing day on February 1st. Yep. Late January, man. That doesn't, it didn't feel that long ago that we did this. I know. Crazy, man. Think about that. It's half a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Wild. Um, all right, then. I'll pick. Uh, do I get another pick? I yeah, guess, yeah. Take pick? your pick. I'll take Savelle Smalls. Ooh, a little shot calling here. Yeah. I like that. Give me the uh, the former top athlete, top football player in the state of Washington, former five-star. Uh, there was a clip going on Twitter yesterday. Did you see this? No. Of someone, I can't remember who they said his name was, but someone was like, look at this Washington edge going, like throwing this guy off, blah, blah, blah. And then it was found out. It was like, actually, this is Savelle Smalls. Oh. So Savelle Smalls quote tweeted that, and he said, that can't be me. I've been told I don't get into the backfield. Oh. Yeah. I love it. A little spice. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Um, you, there was an interesting kind of uh, dynamic here. You went with a lot more new guys, and I went with a lot of the old guys who weren't picked in the first round. I have new options now. Yep. 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 I, I was kind of like, I had these guys kind of written down. Right. Like, okay, if they're still there in round two, I want them. I've had a, there's been a lot of moves recently that I've really liked. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it It's just cra crazy to me that we now have 20 guys. <laughs> yeah. And I like all of them. And we could go another five rounds each yes. probably. And last year, Think about the my guys draft of last year. Who does it start off with? So like Trevor Woods is probably number one overall. RJ Sneed's probably right after. Oh that. God, RJ Sneed who had what like six catches on the season. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow. Is Daniel Arias getting picked? Jordan Tyson wasn't even on the map. 
he would not have even been picked if we did 20 rounds last year, I don't think. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he did come from a powerhouse, so that was, like, the one thing I was like, well, he, put, he produced at a powerhouse. But probably Montana, picked, Montana would have gotten picked. Chase Sewell probably would have been picked over Jordan Tyson back then. Deion Smith would have been Deion someone's Smith guy. Dude. Fontenot probably would have gone then. <laughs> oh. Jaylee Stacks. There's someone <laughs> dropped Jaylee Stacks. Dude. We wouldn't have gotten five players that contribute that were good. Would you have taken a quarterback? Would you have taken no. your shot on JT or Brendan? I mean, I, I might have taken Brendan. But or Owen? Owen would have been a good one. <laughs> Owen was arguably the best player on the team last year. Wow. How far we've come from... I would I would love for Owen to be our backup right now. That would be really nice, actually. Mm -hmm. Wish him well at UTSA. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, like, I hope I turn on a UTSA game. And like, for some reason, they have like an 8 o'clock kickoff on a Thursday night and Owen's starting. Like, that'll fire me up. Yeah, it's like fourth quarter is eight minutes left. He's got like 45 completions yeah, for 400 yeah. yards and yeah. four touchdowns. I yeah. really, really... uh really hope that happens because i enjoyed watching him sling it mln says honorable mention to offer doll maybe um, round three we're maybe. gonna do a round three because i i was I looking at the board enough. i'm just like oh there's plenty <laughs> yeah we have plenty of players shout out to illegal pete's the presenting sponsor of today's show spring is here and that means patio beers kick off the spring season with a house beer bucket for you and your whole crew five refreshing 16 ounce beers for 15 dollars. it doesn't get much better than that um, come soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and crisp beer at the patio of any Illegal Pete's location. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. I got back on my Illegal Pete's game yesterday. Ooh, okay. It just never misses, man. Um, I am scouring game time to try to go to the Nuggets game tonight. Mm -hmm. If so, might try to uh, make an Illegal Pete's trip on the way over there because it's right, right down the street from the stadium. Sounds like one hell of a night. What are tickets at right now, by the way? Damn. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, so I think did we talk about this on the show before? Last time I was looking like yesterday, it was like four fifty if you want to sit in the front. Oh my god. Or in in the first level. Bowl it's just like, okay, that's yeah. a, that, that's not an option. Down to three fifteen. Down to three fifteen. Uh, still very pricey, but dropping, which is encouraging. How? Why? Uh I don't know. I mean, I assume what happened and I hate this is people were like, well, Lakers fans will pay a shit ton because it's rare that they tickets. get to see a playoff game of their team in this city. Um, so they're like, just I'll just I'll list my tickets for 700 bucks and right. I'll see if someone bites. Some of them did. And then I assume that not as many are going for it anymore. So now they're going to go back to Nuggets fans. Um, speaking about ticket sales, let me finish this ad and then we will talk a little bit about uh, the Nebraska game. Okay. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Um, I mean, we've already talked about the Nuggets. It's going to be an absolute poppin' night here at the DMVR bar. Come hang out if you're nearby and crush some Breck brews with us. I'll have at least one or two Mountain Beach Sours. I'm sure wherever you're at at the game, Ryan, there'll be some Breck brew there. Maybe a Strawberry Sky for you. Yeah. Mile High City Golden Ale. You can find all of our favorites at www.breckbrew.com and use their beer locator to find a Breck brew near you. Smash that thumbs up. Let's get to 250 at least. 500 people in here. Come on. We know you're watching. Clint's real homie already. Clint? It's got to be Connor. That's what <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, let me find this tweet because 
uh, originally CU Barstool posted it. And then it was kind of a conversation in our Discord already uh, yesterday and today. But the prices for these Nebraska tickets have gone up, and they haven't even sold single-game tickets yet. So mm-hmm. that means people are selling their season tickets. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, we're ranging from... So this would be the south end zone away okay. from the Champions yep. Center. South end zone. Uh $551 for the Nebraska game. Honestly, not enough. For so literally okay, this is from like opposite of where you sit usually. Yeah. Right kind of right under the pes- press box mm-hmm. on so the visiting sideline. Side. Yes. $1,176. I mean Oh god, this is you just can't do this. Can't do this. It's really bad, man. Like if you're going to do it, which you shouldn't, list them at like 5,000. Right. <laughs> like if you're going to get rich off of some <laughs> idiot Nebraska fan, all right, fine. Uh not rich literally, but I still hate it and I don't approve of that at all. But at least make them like go broke trying to right. go to this game and then watch their team lose. Don't sell your season tickets. What is wrong with you people? It's insane, man. Also, this is like literally going to be one of the games of the year. Why would you not want to watch this Why game? Why do you have season tickets if you're not going to this game? Seriously. See, like, straight up. If you want to sell, like, if you're the type of person who's thinking, oh, I can make my money back on the season ticket package just by selling this game, you're not it. Like,. Yeah. <laughs> You should. You bought season tickets. You should have been because you love the team and you want to go to all the games. And if you can't go to this game, s- sell your tickets to a Buffs, Buffs fan that fan. you know. Yes. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who want to go to this game who will be wearing black and gold. And you are consciously making the decision to uh, let a Nebraska fan in when you lo- when you list your tickets on game time. Yep. Put your greed away. And think about the team that you bought season tickets for. But I'm sure some of these are also just sleuths who found their way into a season ticket package and are just trying to make money off of the whole thing. Yep. Which just sucks. It's a bummer. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, man, if we're in May, early May, mid May, and we're already at five hundred fifty dollars for the cheapest ticket in the like back of the end zone, <laughs> I mean this these prices are gonna get out of control. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, CU can go through and see whose tickets are listed. Yeah, they they could. They could. They own the rights to their seats. Why don't they just revoke those season tickets? Yep. Sell them to someone else. The wait list is thousands of people long. Right. Yep, shouldn't have a problem finding someone else to take those. And shouldn't have any problem finding who's listing their tickets. Yep. We see you. Do not list your tickets for Nebraska fans. Um, all right, let's get to questions real quick, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate all the support and viewership over here on YouTube. But even if you enjoy the show on YouTube, it takes two seconds. Go to your phone, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I found out also, I had a friend call me yesterday. First off, we are a complete five-star podcast on Spotify with over 100 reviews. Ooh, that's big time, dude. But I found out apparently on Spotify, you have to like listen to a certain amount of episodes before you're allowed to rate. 
Nah, that can't be true. That's what if I had a friend call me yesterday and tell me about this. I yeah, don't know. That's weird. Um, but anyways, if By you the could, way, go ahead. I bought two extra season tickets because I was able to add to my package. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to sell them. I'm just going to give them to my friends. Love that. Buy me a beer at the game. Man of the people. Unbelievable. Just to fight against the greed. Yes. Counteract the uh, the nasty red yeah. that's coming into the stadium. Exactly. But subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'd appreciate your five-star review as well. Maya Shador graduates in the fall. I don't know, actually. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that'll be two and a half years for him in college. I guess maybe three if he started early uh, at Jackson State. These guys are also here all summer. Right. A lot of times guys will just say, oh, I'll just take classes during the summer just because I'm going to yep. be around anyway. Sounds like he's taking all online classes anyway, mm-hmm. uh, based on the fact that whenever people are asked, what's it like on campus? He says, I don't know. I don't go to campus. Um, <laughs> so anyways, these guys usually graduate really fast. M- you know, my roommate in college who was on the football team um, finished his degree and his master's in four years. I'll never forget Alex Smith right before he was drafted, got his degree in two, two and a half years, whatever it was, before yeah. he was the number one overall pick. Yeah. So these guys, these guys just fly through school. Yep. Very different from me, who I took 12 credit hours per semester. <laughs> <laughs> that'll make it, uh, that'll extend your time at just a, like a, campus. A willing um, victory lap, <laughs> like a planned victory lap. Yeah. <laughs> any update on Jordan Buchanan? I haven't seen any. We're waiting. Oz Maldonado. Hey, RK, remember when they used to have comments on Buff Zone and the Daily Camera? The NU trolls were ubiquitous. ubiquitous. I do remember that. I think it's kind of crazy that that's not a thing anymore. Like, you can't comment on an article on their website. Really? Yeah, but almost all the papers are doing that now. Like, that used to be a great way to, like, drive engagement, but then it just Mm. became so toxic. (laughs) People were just fighting in there 24-7 that it ended. I think I've been writing articles for DMVR since like, I don't know, 2020, 2021. I think I've gotten five comments total on all my articles. Yeah. I mean, com- people now comment on social media. Yes. You know, that's where the, the engagement right. happens. D Lee. Hey guys, I haven't heard much news on any linebackers come in to see you through the portal since it opened back up. Did coach Hart keep the linebacker room pretty well intact after the spring game? I believe so. Brennan Gant. Yep. Brennan Gant. So, Hybrid linebacker is what he was listed at, but yep. smaller linebacker. And I feel like there was another one, too. Um, I don't know. I'm going through the roster right now to see. Obviously, Demoy Kennedy, Levante Bentley, Brendan Gant, uh, Hurtado staying around, right? I believe, but he just didn't show up on the roster. Um, Marvin Ham, right? Marvin Did he Hamm transfer left. out? Yep. Hurtado. Isaac Hurtado still there. Yep. First one to get his number out of the linebackers. Insane. Marvin Ham's still on the roster, it he says. Is? Yeah. I think it was Aubrey Smith that transferred out. Mm. Well, Marvin Ham got his number two. Yep. Owen Carey's still there. Jack Remington still there. And then it's just your uh your grad transfers, your Levante Bentley's. Um or not grad transfers, just your transfers in general. I mean, guys like Taj Alston, Jeremiah Brown. I can't even remember who else it's been. Clint asked, does Coach Prime know the CU fight song? 
So he saw, he heard the fight song at the alumni dinner that he put on, and he said he like fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. He was like, I I'm gonna learn that ASAP. So I would not be surprised if he knows the fight song, the words now. He's getting there. Uh, Norman, I just joined DMVR of Spotify and was able to rate the show. Great work. There you go. So Let's you can go. just go. Rate That's the show. huge. True homie move. From Alpine Sports Garage, is Charlie going to get his scholarship? I'm sure at some point. Well, they're kind of running out. Um, but I, I've been budgeting for Charlie to get his scholarship. Yeah. Well, Shiloh, obviously, just minus one. And then you, you kind of went to Charlie. But we'll see. See if there's a an a, a uh, opening. Yep. Jamel, what's up? Any word on the new uniforms reveal? Um, nope. Wish I could tell you. It's really interesting. I, I'm not sure what to believe because there was a time when I was told they're gonna have to get creative because they're not gonna have time to make a whole all new uniforms. Um, but I'm pretty sure coach prime gets what coach prime wants <laughs> and he was like, oh, find time, find time to make it work because then you have the Cordell video of him seeing the new uniforms, Neely telling us they're going to have more combinations in Oregon this year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sure. Doesn't sound like they're going to have to wait another year. So I can't remember. It was the last week before the spring game. But I was there, and I got, like, a piece of paper or something from them. And I noticed a design on the bottom that also appears somewhere in the facility that we've talked about maybe appearing on the uniforms. Mm, I think I know what you're talking about. So I think uh, having seen those signs, we're going to get something. So, yeah, everyone's saying 2024, which is what I originally heard. But don't be surprised if there's new stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe just not a full redo of, you know, a whole new look where they're changing the number font and all that stuff. Right. Angela, Jake, and RK, what CU game will feature most expensive tickets? I mean, besides Nebraska. 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 Um, USC will probably be up there. I was just telling to my friend I was talking to yesterday, I think Stanford might be the cheapest game. You get yeah, here. I mean, here's the thing. I hate, I don't even know if I can say it. Nebraska fans want the tickets more than anyone else in terms of traveling fans. I was going to give them credit, but I don't want to do that. Um, USC fans aren't even really a thing, Um, and they certainly don't travel well. Good point. Uh, So that's what's driving the the ticket prices up is greedy CU fans know they can take Nebraska fans for all they're worth if they're willing to sell their tickets to them, which is is just a shitty thing. Um, but that's just not true of all these other schools, really mm-hmm. any other, any other school. Um, the CSU game could actually get expensive for sure. Um, just because again, there's more, there's two fan bases that want tickets to the game. It's just not true of that, That's kind of one of the lame things about the PAC 12, right? It's like Utah has sent some decent crowds to Boulder. It's a, it's a close drive and they're obviously usually good. Um, but there's not really any other trap like Oregon sometimes, but they also have like bandwagon fans all over the country from those right. Chip Kelly days. Yep. Um, there's just not good traveling fan bases in the Pac-12. 
So you're going to have some opportunities here in the second part of the schedule. Um, when start when Stanford comes on, this is a Friday game too. So October 13th. So there's an opportunity. Then, um, I mean, this is homecoming, but when Oregon State comes on November 4th, and then um, really after that, it's just the Arizona game here in Boulder on the 11th, the weekend after the Oregon State game. I would bet those, one of those three would be your cheapest ticket. Yep. Or you could go to Phoenix at ASU. I got um, in there for 19 bucks last time I went. That's legitimately probably the cheapest ticket for the whole season for the Bucks. Yeah, well, it's a huge stadium. Yeah. Stadium holds like 60, 70,000. Yep. And they can't come close to filling it. Like I was like 10th row, 30-yard line, 19 bucks on game time. Yeah. Colorado Stadium expansion coming, Clint asks. They're going to have to do official, something with the press box side. Yes, yes, That yes, is... Yes. <laughs> Might as well be in an antique store. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So they're they're gonna have to do it, but that's a whole thing. Like, I don't even know if that can be done in one off season. I mean, Oregon State's trying to do it right now, basically really? rebuilding their whole stadium. But I think so. Last year, they had. I only knew this because Adam and Brian told us when they went to the game at Oregon State. Um, they were in a trailer for the press box, basically, because the whole side of the stadium was being redone. Oh, my God. And that's why I, I don't know if... Did I you mean, see San Jose State games last year? No. Oh, my God, dude. Half the stadium was just gone. So it was like a football field and then just like a pile of dirt and then like a little bit of stadium. Why? Are they doing the same thing? They were thing? doing the same thing, yeah. yeah. But it was so weird to look at. That's what I was going to say, because I remember, I think, watching an Oregon State game, whether it was like watching back highlights or watching the game going... Why is there no one there? Yeah. And just thinking that was like the weirdest thing. But uh, yeah, stadium renovations. I don't know. I don't think CU uh, really wants to do that right now with Coach Prime and his starting off the era. They want as many butts and seats as possible. For like. sure. Uh, but they're going to have to redo that side eventually. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, all the success and all the funding that they're getting from that success mm -hmm. will help uh, lead to that. Luis says that's what the Buffs Club initiative Flatirons Legacy is for, to renovate the Westside Press Box and Suites. Sweet. Also, this is so sad because we thought we fixed this last year, but the sound system still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, did they forget to plug in the new speakers or something? I, yeah, man. Because, like, they put money into making the sound system better, and it didn't work, mm -hmm. which, like, I don't even know how it's possible. Yep. But... The sound system needs to be fixed again, I guess. Yeah, it should have been bumping for uh, all the music and everything pregame for the spring game, but it wasn't yeah, really like, like loud. It sounds like you're listening to like a radio with an antenna. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Luis is asking if you're going to keep sitting in the student section. I don't know. There you go. Uh, Willie, is a depth chart prediction show coming soon? Oh, yes, yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Time to circle um, back on, on all of the stuff yeah, that we did. It's that time of year, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, so much has changed. I mean, just, for sure, it's crazy. Like as we went through those my guys, I was like, wow, like, this is. I cannot believe that was in January. I can't believe that the coach primary has been six months long. It's insane, isn't it? If it's such a whirlwind, it's literally been a whirlwind that just has never stopped. Uh. Diallo, where do you all host your tailgates for home games? 
We're still looking for a bigger spot because we need a lot more space. Yeah, we had a lot of people show up for the spring game. Yeah, that was that was like kind of a good spot for us in it the was. corner there. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the spring game, and it was snowing. Yeah. Wait for the Nebraska game where we have, I don't know, 1,000, 1,500 people. It's, uh, it's going to be – Boulder is going to be the city in the country to be in that weekend. I'm excited for all the local businesses yes. in Boulder to just – cash in on game days yeah go hit up illegal pete's there you go that's all uh, all right uh, last one kenneth is asking who are your leading slash wish candidates for kick returner slash punt returner dylan and jimmy dylan and jimmy i think we have some uh, new candidates in willie Gaines and tarvarish dawson mm -hmm. um, i want to say ellis maybe had some return experience i feel like there was a corner that we yeah. brought in that had some as well. Might have been Marion Cooper. Is it Cooper? There's so many new names, so I many know. new guys. Um, but I'm still on Jimmy and Dylan. Yep. Yep. And Jimmy already has shown that he is a beast in that regard. And Dylan, obviously, is Dylan. Right. I yeah. would say maybe Jimmy on punt and then Dylan and Jimmy on kick. I think your primary kick returner should be Dylan, though. I have to tell uh, some of our new fans a sad thing. What's that? About kick returns. They don't they really don't happen, happen in much, Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the altitude, they just kick it out of the back of the end zone. Yep. Yep. Especially now that they're going to have a threat back there, which also like Nico Reed was probably Colorado's best chance to score. <laughs> every Honestly, time they though, kicked yes. off. <laughs> um, so no one wants to kick, kick it to these guys and – if they have a kicker worth their salt at all, they're going to kick Jay. it out the back of the end zone. Travis J was the returner. Oh, okay. Rob J is a punt return beast, Eric said. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, what we got to get Rob J back to then. Yep. <laughs> got to do the Let's whole play thing. all the hits. <laughs> all right. Ellis. It was a good show today. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, this was fun for sure. Great job in the comments, too. It was lit in there. Yep. Love you guys. Let's go, Buffs. Let's go, Buffs.